we're back in the building. Welcome to Straight from the Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I am your host, Bryce Olden, and I am running solo today. Uh, Eric couldn't make the pod today. Uh, he'll be Jack joining us next week uh, to mess around, but obviously just be me today. Sorry, people. Uh, if you miss Eric, that's okay. I, I'm going to do my best to cover for him, um, but we should have a good episode today. A lot to get into. And it's a lot to discuss. Uh, this has been like pretty much uh, the last year been one of those weeks where it's just like we all just got hit with stuff, you know, and it's it's strange. First of all, it's strange that it's been a year uh, more so or less, give or take a couple of weeks since COVID hit um, or not hit. But you know what I mean? As far as it kind of actually taking effect and it being being like declared like a a pandemic and whatnot and just reflecting on kind of everything that has taken place since then you know it's kind of just you know a blessing to just be here you know what i mean and i think that we all at some point you know either today tomorrow week from now month from now just take some time to kind of just Reflect, man, and just be thankful a little bit. Like, I don't mean to sound like a, a damn priest or a pastor or anything, but it kind of just dawned on me right now. Like, like, like talking to you guys, it kind of just dawned on me right now that damn, it's really been a year since, you know, the, the, the hysteria, the mask, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, social distancing. You know what I mean? Not not a year since we haven't been able to, you know, go to, you know, hang out in bars and clubs and and, you know, go to concerts and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, and be around our elders. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's crazy to kind of think about we've year and and in and in so many and then since COVID hit, it's just been so many lessons that we've learned. Not just, not only about ourselves, obviously, but just about the world in general. A lot of things have come to light. A lot of people have been exposed for good and for bad. And I think it's just like every week something is coming out. And I think this week, with the whole, you know, all with the with the with the. And I'm going to call it what it is. It was a terrorist attack. I don't care what nobody says. A domestic terrorist attack that took place in Atlanta, Georgia, where, uh, where that guy, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give him the publicity that he wants. I'm going to say his name, but you know, he killed those people down there, killed those, killed those people, uh, those Asian women down there. And I don't really care what his reasoning for it. Uh, he said it was for a sex addiction. What, that's still not an excuse in my opinion you know uh he said and it's just you know and and, and this and it's not something that's out of the ordinary like there's been like an increase for whatever reason and well we know why but there's just been an increase in uh like just crimes and stuff against asians and or at least asian americans i'm sorry and uh it's just crazy because Last summer, we had the whole Black Lives Matter movement, and we thought we were getting somewhere, because people don't understand, and I, I, I'm going to get to the sports people, by the way. I'm going to get to all the, the, the good stuff, but I need to get this out the way. The Black Lives Matter movement, right, not only was it, not only was it like necessary to shine a light on what's been going on 
to African Americans in the United States. That stuff has been documented since like the 50s and the 60s. That, that shouldn't come as a surprise as anybody. I guess the surprise is the fact that it was still taking place. Um, but it also shines a light on the lack of protection, you know, and a lot of, and, a, and, a, and the lack of empathy and sympathy um, for, you know, minorities in this country, aka non white males. And uh, this just, this week, it's just been crazy that that took place. And, you know, there's just no excuse for it. Uh, there's no excuse for it. It's 2021. At some point, we all have to start holding, you know, each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this there's this thing going around, right, recently. There's been this pushback on what people calling a PC culture. You can't say this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, I don't see it that way. It's the tolerance for ignorance and the tolerance for disrespect is, is no more. Like, you no longer you can just say, call people offensive words and be like, well, you know, free speech, it is what it is, hey. You know, like, no, like, no, I'm sorry. And, you know, it's just unfortunate that in 2021, things like that took place in Georgia is just crazy. Um, like I said, my... my my hearts and prayers are going out to their families because that was, that was a senseless. That was a, that was a, that was that was not that was a, that was the most senseless killings. I've, the, all killings are senseless for the most part, um, but this one was just absolutely ludicrous. Um, look, no, I'm, you know, just just give my piece on that. But um, we're gonna kick things into high gear. I'm going to give you guys the song of the episode. The song of the episode is called Honest by Baby Keem. Uh, if you don't know who Baby Keem is, he's the guy that sings the Orange Soda song. Uh, I'm not going to sing it on air because, well, I have the vocals of an of a, of a old creaky chalkboard. So I, you guys will know and hear me talk. But, yeah, song of the episode is Honest by Baby Keem. Um, so let's kick into it. Again, a lot of heavy topics today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. There's a lot of heavy topics today, and the first topic, obviously, we got to get into when it comes to sports is the ongoing situation with uh, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. So, anybody doesn't know, Deshaun Watson pretty much has been accused by almost 20 plus women at this point and growing of pretty much sexual misconduct in varying forms. Um, I believe at least three women have brought lawsuits against him. Um, and uh, he's been, I, I want to state that he's been very adamant that he has done nothing wrong. He's been, he's treating women nothing but respect. Um, so he's, he's digging his heels. Uh, the lawyer who's, who's coming after him is coming after him hard. He's been on a, uh, a very pu- publicity campaign. Um, it, it sounds like it looks like the lawyer is almost trying to get him to be to cave into public pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he's he's going. I've never seen a lawyer do what this lawyer is doing. Like he's like going on TV and going on Instagram, and it's kind of like I, I, I it's weird because if it was my lawyer, I kind of want my lawyer to kind of like do do my work in the in like the shadows, so to speak. But this guy's going on a full blown you know smear campaign. So, uh, so they're both, you know, both sides appear to be kind of like, you know, sort of the, 
the immovable object versus the unstoppable force type of situation. Both of them appear to be on a collision course going to court. But um, it's crazy that, that this is coming out because it's not crazy. I guess in the era of the Me Too movement, it's not crazy because now it seems like every year the, the ball drops somewhere on somebody. Last year it was R. Kelly. Um, and it appears this year it's going to be, you know, possibly, you know, he's, you know, nothing's been proven yet, but it may be Deshaun Watson. And the, the thing about that that's so weird about Deshaun, because I'm going to be honest with you guys. If Deshaun Watson is found guilty to do what they've said, what these people are accusing him doing, it will be, in my opinion, this is my opinion, and it's not going to be hyperbole. I really mean what I'm about to say. One of the top five fall from graces in sports history. I really mean that. And he may be the first to for it to happen in, in, in their prime. Like the other people were pretty much kind of past their prime. Like names come to mind, including like OJ Simpson. Um, got Lance Armstrong, right? You got uh, Tiger Woods. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys kind of just, you know, Pete Rose. Like it's it's it, it will be one of the greatest fall from graces. I I I I, re- I, I thought about including maybe like the baseball dudes, but it's so many of those guys, and a lot of them really didn't take a big L. Like they kind of just st- kind of faded from like the only L they really took was just not being able to get into the MLB Hall of Fame. But a lot of those guys have probably or have had jobs in Major League Baseball since stuff has taken place. So I'm not gonna include none of the baseball guys, but Pete Rose. To me, kind of like was kind of pushing the background. That's why I included him. But it, yeah, it, but if Deshaun Watson is found guilty of what he's been accused of, it, in my opinion, would be one of the top five fall from graces, like ever for an athlete. Um, because people don't understand Deshaun Watson. We pretty much have seen him. We've heard nothing but good things about Deshaun Watson because we've pretty much been keeping on him since his time, his days at Clemson. He's been on our TVs. For half a decade at this point. And we've literally heard nothing but glowing things about Deshaun Watson. So it does kind of catch people, especially somebody like myself, off guard. And I'm going to be honest with you. Every, um, and I think a lot of people felt like this. The thing about a lot of accusations when they come out, I think that throws people off. Especially when it comes to like the timing of stuff. I'm, well, I'm sorry. Especially when it comes out to like who is related to is is when it comes out, right? I think first of all, there's never a not like if somebody did something, like there uh, we understand like I'm, I understand like like you know it could be a lot of reasons why people don't want to come out right away. I get it, um, but I think the timing of stuff is what kind of like mud, muddy muddies makes stuff kind of gray area ish. It's like, well, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? And to kind of give an example, what I mean is, like, let's just, to give an example, right? Let's just say I'm some big-time politician, right? And I'm a politician. I'm running for whatever, governor, senator, mayor, whatever. Um, and let's just say I'm, I'm like, I got a good chance to win, and let's just say right before I went, like right before, you know, I'm, you know, I'm running and I'm getting into like the, all of a sudden you start hearing stuff from like 20 years ago, oh, this happened, that happened. 
And it's like, it's like, even if, like, if it's true, it's like, that's still messed up. But, like, I think the timing of people go, well, why would you wait until now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you wait till now to come out? And so I think that anytime that happens, it, it like, it, it causes people, instead of, like, looking at the situation from a purely legal standpoint, it's like, man, that's messed up if he did it or not, or if that's messed up if they accused him and he didn't do it. People start saying, like, why, why'd you, you know, why'd you wait? Why'd you wait? Come, come now. And in Deshaun Watson's case is like, all right, this guy, this black quarterback, you know, and, and work, you know, playing for a team in Texas, good old, te- good old te- Houston Texans. You know, he doesn't want to play for them anymore. He's demanding to be traded. He's threatening to set out the season. He has, he, he literally wants out of this organization. He is, he wants nothing to do with this organization whatsoever, right? And now the fact that this stuff is coming out, some would say the timing is weird. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like some people feel like maybe the Texans on some, not me. I'm everybody know I'm my conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying like some people feel like while it's coming out now, maybe by this stuff coming out, Deshaun would maybe think kind of because I've already seen articles. I've already seen articles that are saying Deshaun Watson should resend. His trade request from Houston, like, you know what I mean. So you see, start reading stuff like that, you, and some people start going. They start trying to piece stuff together. Like, oh wow, maybe they, maybe somebody threw this out there. You know what I'm saying? In hopes that he will rescind his request and kind of, kind of like, kind of lay low, and therefore Houston doesn't have to trade him or whatever. Um, I'm not one of those people. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Um, I have I know too many people, too many friends who've dealt with actual sexual assault, so I'll take that stuff very seriously. Um, so I, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna take either side on it. I'm just gonna w- watch it play out. But I'm telling you right now, if Deshaun Watson is found guilty of this stuff, I'm gonna say it once and I'm gonna say it again. It will be one of like the like I said, it will be a to me top five fall from graces in sports history. Like, I swear to God, like, uh, Kobe, God rest his soul, almost fell into this, but with the Colorado case in 2003, um, but he was never, I don't think he was actually ever found guilty of anything. Um, so it kind of was able to kind of, it's almost like swept under the rug, but this, this, uh, like, it's, it's been a lot of athletes who've had some close calls. Ray Lewis, had a close call um, with the late 90s. He had a, uh, I believe, he almost called, I believe his, he almost called it a murder charge or rape charge, something like that. Uh, I would include, I mean, you could you could include Aaron Hernandez, but he was never on the level of the guys that I mentioned, the Lance Armstrongs, the OJ Simpsons. He was never on that level. Um, but you've had some very close calls, but it is shocking it is shocking that it's him. And it's, it's, it goes to show you, because I remember I was having this conversation with my mom, and I always try to put, you know, anytime a situation happens, I think I'm really good at this, I always try to put myself in the mind of, like, these people, right? Because people go, I can't believe he did it. I can't believe it. You know you know what I'm saying? What the hell? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I, I don't know as far as, like, I don't know what it's like to be powerful. And what I mean by that is, I don't know what it's like to have to have power just, just based off your name. 
right? I know what it's like to have power based off your title. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a manager. You're a team lead. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're the quarterback. You're the head coach. You're the president. Like, I understand, like, that aspect of power. Like, you got power because that's literally your job. To, you have power. Like, your job title literally gives you power to do stuff. But I don't know what it's like to have power based off my name. You know what I'm saying? And it's a scary thought to know that that could corrupt you. But we've seen it happen time and time again. Whether it's athletes, whether it's, you know, politicians, whether it's actors or actresses. Like, we've seen people who have power, for whatever reason, get corrupted by it. And who knows? Like, who who knows? Because on one hand, we I, I can say all day long, I'm shocked by this because... I, Deshaun Watson has always come off as a very nice, sincere guy, but at the same time, a lot of people who who you know, you know, Bill Cosby comes to mind. Like there are certain people who you think would never do something, and then you go, oh wow, oh wow, like you you start hearing stuff and it makes you kind of go, wow, I never would have thought. And this is one of those situations, like. Kanye West has a song. Hey, what does what does Kanye West say? Um, no one man should have all that power. Like, I don't know what it's like to have power based off your name. So, is it to me completely out of realm for somebody with power to say, you know, to tell somebody who who they feel like, you know, is at their mercy? Hey, do this, do that. Nah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, again, I'm not saying he did do it, but I'm also not going to sit up here and be a fool and say he didn't do it either. Um, we got to sit here and kind of like be smart and wait till the facts play out. But man, uh, it's just like every, every, every year, somebody is somebody. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll kind of keep you guys updated as far as that situation, but just, just craziness coming out of with Deshaun Watson and the whole, the whole situation. Um. But uh, anyway, on more good, on more uh, upbeat news, or well, at least if you're Dak Prescott, um, Dak Prescott, obviously starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, has pretty much been in, embroiled in a uh, a contract, you know, battle with or dispute with the Dallas Cowboys for a couple of years now. And I give I give props to where props is due. The man never budged, man. The man never budged. He stayed. He kept his hand on the trigger. And he he he. Shout out to him and his agent, man, because they refused to budge. They said this is our number, Jerry Jones. You can either pay me that money or let me go. And Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys caved, and they did pay Dak Prescott. They will give him $160 million over the course of four years. Um, I think that does make him the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Um, at least over the span of four years. No, that's a lie. I don't think. Okay, I, I take that back. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes still takes that. But I think, you know, for him being a $40 million man a year, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's surprising. Because I, this is my personal opinion. This is just me. I've never been a big Dak Prescott, like, fan. Or, you know what I mean? Or guy. 
not because he's not a good quarterback, but because when you pay a guy a certain amount of money, and it happens in the NBA too, teams have to get past paying a guy just because you don't want to lose him, right? To me, pay somebody who you truly feel like, like their value is worth the contract that you're giving to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, in your heart, like, I wouldn't, as an owner, I would never pay somebody. This is just, this is just me in business. I would never pay somebody if I don't feel like they're worth what I'm paying them. I don't care how much. I just wouldn't do it. Because to me, if it doesn't work out and I feel like it won't work out, I'm going to be forever regretting it. Every time I sign a contract, I'm going to be forever regretting it. And... I'm not going to say that Dak Prescott will live up to the contract, but when you when you pay somebody that much money, you ex- I mean, like no offense, like and, and, and over the course of those four years, if I'm Jerry Jones, I, you better at least get me on a minimum. I want at least I want to win the division, at least I'm sorry, I'm going to win the division at least three out of the four years. I'm at least three out of the four years, especially. And I want to, I want you to at least guide me to the NFC Championship game at least twice, and I want to at least make the Super Bowl once. You know what I mean? Like if that happens, then I, I would feel extremely comfortable with paying him that money. But if I pay you that money and you pull a Matthew Stafford or you know what I'm saying, or a Carson Wentz, who you know, and and you kind of flame out. Or hell, even my one of my favorite quarterbacks, you pull a Matt Ryan, which is, you know, not do nothing, you know, so, you know, I, that would I would that would suck, that would hurt, cause I'd be like, man, we could have, that money could have went elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I I don't know what to think about this deal. Um, it does set the Cowboys up from an offensive standpoint, like all their offensive weapons are pretty much under contract. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, um, uh, Amari Cooper. Like all their main guys on offense are pretty much under under contract, so now it's pretty much put up or shut up. That offensive line and that defense needs some serious help, and they have not been addressed. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But I don't know. I really don't know about this contract. I'm just I'm thinking in my head I, head like could there have been better options? Maybe they could have like I I don't really don't know. I really have no idea. Like. And you know what I mean. You know what 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 what's what's possible. It's possible that if you're Dallas Cowboys, because they were linked to Russell Wilson, it's possible that by signing Dak under contract, at least you could trade him theoretically. You could trade him for a team and get somebody back, right? You know what I'm saying? You you could trade him to the Jets and and get Sam Darnold, or you could trade him to the Dolphins and get you know Tua. You know what I mean? So you could theoretically trade him, and now that he's under contract. And he, you know what I mean? So it's like you got that going for you, which is good, which is nice. Um, so you can at least get something back for him, and teams can trade for him knowing that he's going to be there. He's not going to dip. Uh, but I don't know about this deal. I really don't know because if you look at the NFC East, right, they're going to be competing with Washington pretty much for the next couple of years, right? Um, Washington really hasn't figured out their their quarterback situation. I know they did just sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, uh, again, he has to be one of the most overrated. I'm sick of Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that's a story for another day. 
Um, so I guess they're hoping that he'll, you know, help them, which he will immediately, but still. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I, I'm just when Dak Prescott to me by signing him to this deal. He, to me, if I'm Dallas, he has to play like a top five quarterback. For the next four years, like, it can't just be, like, all right, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Like, we can't, like, he has to me, he has to me, all right, you got to be in that conversation now. Like, I'm going to need, I'll be honest with you, this is another caveat I just thought about. If I'm Jerry Jones... He better win. He he better win an MVP in that time period too. Like I might like like if I pay you that much money, you gotta you you gotta show up now. You gotta you gotta show up now. You got your money now. Now prove it on the field. So we'll see with that. But I don't know. I just I really don't know about this Dak Prescott contract, man. I, I in my heart of hearts, I don't feel like it's going to work out. I really don't. Um. But I do understand that Dallas pretty much really didn't have a, a choice based on the market that was out there. And I know that they're not trying to rebuild. Because think of, this is another thing I hate about this. I know I keep going on another tangent, but let me just kind of mention this re- real quick. If your team has not won a Super Bowl in like a decade type of, you know, dec- like in a decade plus, I don't care how many times you make the playoffs. You can, it's not called rebuild to me. Rebuild to me, and my, this is my def, harsh, real definition of rebuilding. Rebuilding to me means you are at the top, like you won, and then after winning, you have some down years, and like and then after winning, you start you slowly start to kind of like get old. Your team gets older. Maybe you guys make the playoffs, but you don't start advancing. It's like all right, you get to a point. It's like okay, maybe it's time that we just kind of let everybody you know go. Right, that's rebuilding. You don't, if you haven't won a Super Bowl, or if you've never won a Super Bowl, or if your team has won a Super Bowl in a decade plus, hell, even five years plus, like, your team has been rebuilding. Like, there's no rebuilding. You should just, it's not, you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be called rebuilding. It should be called, like, restructuring, reshaping the roster. But, like, you can't rebuild if you weren't winning. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying Dallas fans talking about, we should just cut, we should let Dak, they should let Dak walk and rebuild. It's like, bro, your team hasn't won since like 1995. Like what do you mean rebuild? Like what you be you've been rebuilding for what 20 some years? Like like what are you what are you rebuilding? Like what is this like a, what is a Lego set? What is it? Like you know what I mean? what are you like what are you rebuilding? You know what I mean? Like you weren't you weren't building in the first place. You've been in square you've been in the first gear. Like you haven't even gotten to the next gear. Um so that's just my little tangent about rebuilding. I hate that phrase. I just I really hate the phrase rebuilding. Like what are you rebuilding? You were never at the top. You know what I'm saying? That Dallas was rebuilding at around like 2000. That's the last time Dallas can say, you know what, we were, we were going to rebuild. You can't say that in 2021 when your team has not won a Super Bowl since 1995. You're not rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you need to re- be restructuring, retooling, reshaping, but you're not rebuilding because you, you were never at the top. You never built it in the first place. Um, but back to Dak Prescott. Yeah, but Dak Prescott, he has his money. He needs to play like an MVP. Dallas needs to win the division a couple of times. He needs to get to a couple of NFC Championship games. He needs to make a Super Bowl appearance. Like, he needs to, he needs to, now he needs to be the reason, right? It was, it was okay when, like, it's like Russell Wilson, right? Like, Russell Wilson, when he won a Super Bowl, it was like, all right, it was because of Legion of Boom, he was a game manager. 
Now, anytime Seattle has a winning record and makes a playoff, which they pretty much done his entire career, it's because of him. You know, he's what he's worth the money. Aaron Rodgers is worth the money because they're the reason. They're the reason that the team is winning. So to me, the same has to be for um for Dak Prescott. Like, I don't want to hear about Ezekiel Elliott. I don't want to hear about like you're the main guy now. This is your team. If they lose, it's your fault. It's on you. Um, so just my little tidbit on that. But uh just something to kind of just something to kind of kind of look out for. As far as that situation, but uh, and we're gonna move on and kind of staying in the NFL. Uh, we had a we had a retirement, uh, not to the surprise of anybody, uh, but uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Cali, if you listen to this, I didn't call them the Aints. The New Orleans Saints, all-time quarterback, one of the greatest NFL players of all time, one of the greatest free agent signings of all time. And just one of the greatest players, period. Drew Brees has officially retired from the NFL. And Drew Brees' career is odd. And I say it's odd because I don't really know what to say about Drew Brees. He's, I've never been a big fan of Drew Brees, probably because he beat my Colts in the Super Bowl. But he's... People are saying he's a top five quarterback of all time. I'm thinking, like, I'm going, like, I, I don't even know if he's a top five quarterback. Like, he has no MVPs. Yeah, he's throwing a bunch of yards, but their offense was, like, kind of predicated like that. Like, they threw the ball a lot. always tell people, the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, I think, outside of, like, the teams that I follow, like, any, like if any time someone can name all of your receivers... And they don't, and, and it's not because that you're their favorite, not because your team is their favorite team, or because you know you play a lot of Madden. Anytime somebody can name all your receivers, that means you throw the ball a lot. That's what the Saints were for me, like in the late not, late uh two, late two thousand, early twenty tens. Like I can name all of their receivers. They had Marcus Colston, they had Devry Henderson, they had Lance Moore, they had Robert Meacham, like. I knew all these guys, and and just for no, not really any particular reason, like just because they threw the ball a lot. Um, so I say that to say I'm not really impressed, even though who the hell am I, by the way? I mean, it's still a great feat, but he th- they threw the ball a lot. Um, but Drew Brees, to me, is he's the ultimate enigma as far as like where do you place him? Because he's not outside of the Super Bowl. He's not. He really has not played that well in big games. In fact, you can make an argument that these Saints teams that he's had over the last couple of years were better than those Saints Super Bowl teams that, that went. But he hasn't he has not played well at all. I know the Saints have had some bad breaks and stuff, but still, like he, he has not played that well at all. And as much crap people give Peyton Manning for his playoff failures, even though even though pretty much after 2006, after once he beat the Patriots 2006 people, Peyton Man was a really good postseason quarterback after that, but y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for that argument. But he really, Drew Brees really, and also people forget that Drew Brees at the early part of this decade was like, like they had, they didn't make the, they had some bad teams. Like the Saints were not making the playoffs for a couple of years. Like he was throwing for a lot of yards and they weren't winning. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say the yard stuff don't, don't mean much to me. But I do understand that Drew Brees, he did something that's hard. 
right? Like, Drew Brees, is a, he's like in a pantheon of like, he's like what Reggie Miller was to like the Pacers, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he took this franchise. He's kind of like what, like, hmm, I would say, I want to say what Dwayne Wade was to the Miami Heat. You know what I'm saying? No, no disrespect to to um, to Lonzo Mourning or Tim Hardaway because they did go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, I think '97 to go against Jordan, but like, like they're like they're like what Vince Carter was to Toronto, right? Like these you have these franchises that are good but they're dormant. You know what I'm saying? They're just dormant. And it takes a certain type of person to, like, breathe life into a franchise. And that's what Drew Brees did to the Saints. Like, I remember growing up, the Saints were like, I remember Joe Horn taking the cell phone out and celebrating the end zone. I remember, you know, Aaron Brooks as the quarterback. But the Saints were never, like, a team that you were like, oh, we're going to Saints. But when Drew Brees got there, they were definitely a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? You, you can never rule out the Saints. I did these last couple years. But, I mean, like, you know, pundits can never rule out the Saints. You always have to include them in your top teams list. But Drew Brees is the ultimate number because I really don't know where to put him. He's not a better – I would never rank him ahead of Joe Montana. I would never rank him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I would never rank him ahead of Peyton Manning. I would never rank him ahead of – um. I say Tom Brady? Yeah, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers – um, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, like, and then there's some other guys. Like, I, I don't feel like he's better than um, Brett Favre. I like I like Brett Favre more than I like him. You know what I'm saying? Brett Favre's two Super Bowl appearances. Like, I like Brett Favre more than I like um, Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's I mean, Drew Brees to me is in the next tier quarterback. He's like in that Steve Young. Dan Marino, you know, like like Kurt Warner. He's like in that next tier. Like guys who 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 got like, you know, who got a lot of wars through for a lot of has some of the best offenses in NFL history, you know what I mean? But like they just you can never you would never put them in that top tier. That's where Drew Brees to me, he's in that next tier of of quarterbacks, right? He's in that that next like like you're not quite 1A, but you're like 1B. That's what Drew Brees is for me. He's like 1B. But I think he had a hell of a career. He's definitely the definite somebody who who got more out of who got more out of their talent out of themselves than you know than than most. Like he squeezed every ounce of talent he had in his body. He got out. You know what I'm saying? So so much 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 props to Drew Brees. First ballot Hall of Famer easily. I still haven't forgiven you, Drew, for beating my Colts um, in the Super Bowl. But uh, shout out to you for that. Um, and Cali, and I, I don't want to say what I what I'm about to say, to, uh, but I can officially I officially feel like we can honestly say that no disrespect to Taysom Hill, uh, no disrespect to Jameis Winston. Although the the prospect of Jameis Winston is nice. But with the Saints pretty much cutting, trying to release players and cut players to get under the cap left and right, I do feel like the Saints, you know, are marching home. I think they're going home. I think I think they're going to be one of the 
bottom dweller teams in like the next half. Like I think I think they're gonna slowly start going back to the bottom of the NFL. I could be wrong. This is episode 45. You guys can timestamp that. We're 36 minutes in. You can say, hey, Bryce, two years from now. Remember episode 45, uh, minute 36. You, you said the Saints were done. Looks like they're not. So you can, you can hold this against me. But in my heart of hearts, I do tr- I do feel like um, the Saints are, are going to be, you know, one of the worst teams in a half a decade or so. But, uh, yeah, but again, shout out to Drew Brees. And the whole Saints um, organization, just he's been. I know he's just been a class act. I know he saved that franchise. I'm sorry, I had to drink some water there. Throat, throat. Oh man, <coughs> damn. But uh, yeah, we live, baby. I'm not, and I'm not cutting that out. I don't care. We live and uncut. This is how it gets down. But um, despite the despite the situation that Drew Brees had last year, I do feel like he was like like a. A, a, he appears to come out as a great human being, a great person, a great quarterback. So shout out to Drew Brees, hell of a career. Um, we'll see what he does now. Uh, we'll see what I know. Drew Brees is set to like. I think he's he's actually gonna join like ESPN or CBS or ABC or one of these networks with three or four letters in their names. Um, but uh, so I think he's gonna be on our TVs relatively soon anyway, probably as soon as next season. So we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to Drew Brees, hell of a career. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what to rank them. I really don't. But uh, we're done with football. We're, we're talking about a sport that I love, that I absolutely love, basketball. Um, obviously, as everybody knows, the NCAA tournament has kicked off. I didn't make a bracket this year because, no offense, but college basketball has been boring. No, to me, it's my personal opinion. It is my personal opinion, but. College basketball since Zion Williamson has left has been boring. Like, every time I watch a game, I'm like, I, I'd rather watch. It's just like, really, like there's no excitement to me. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I'm kind of getting further and further away from the college scene. Because this happened for me in high school basketball. When I was in high school, I was heavily into it. Like, I was really into it. And even kind of early college, I was still into it. But as like the years wane, I kind of just could care less about who the top high school kids was, who the top local high school kids was watching. Like my brother always sends me these videos of these players, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. Um, so I don't know if that's taking effect with me in college sports. It's like the further I get away from it, the less and less I care about it. But I don't really believe that to be true because I feel like if it was lit, it's lit. Um, but these last couple of seasons have been boring. But I have seen a lot of teams have gone down. Um, a lot. Of, I'm glad. I think there are like no more perfect brackets. Uh, but that's not what we're, what we're discussing today. We're not discussing that. That we're talking about the NCAA once again. The NCAA cannot. They cannot get right. Right? Can't get right. That's the. That's the NCAA. They just cannot get right. NCAA. I've never met. I've never met an organization who puts their head in their ass more than. Than the NCAA. I mean, they literally, they just don't, like, I, I would love to be, in, like, in a room w- w- when they, like, making decisions about stuff. Because I'd be like, y'all, this is, y'all really cool with this? Like, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't know this is going to get a lot of pushback? Y'all don't care? All right, cool. I just, I just want to make sure we all on the same page. Like, that's, I feel like that's how the meeting would go. Like, you're in a meeting, and you go, all right, guys, um, so we're going to, we're going to give, you know, we're going to give the men 
you know, we're going to put them in a luxury hotel. We're going to have 24, you know, room service, round the clock time. You know what I mean? It's going to be great. And someone's going to be like, hey, what about the women? Oh, we'll, we'll stick them in like a, a red roof in or whatever. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll give them like a, a, a McDonald's, you know, get, go to, go, hey, go, uh, go to, uh, Go to the gas station, get one of them like Visa cards, and put some money, put loads of money into it. They can order like you know, some some Pizza Hut or whatever. They'd be alright. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they they'd be cool. You know, we'll put them in a rare roof in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe take them to like an Old Charlie's or a Ponderosa or something like that. You know what I mean? AAU style. You know, we're we, we gonna have the boys fly, but we'll put the girls. We'll stick them in a van. You know what I mean? Not even in a van. We'll probably give them like some mopeds and a bike. Hell, if it was. Hell, if it was up to me, they hitchhike to, 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 to the college tournament. Um, that's how I feel like it would go. And I'm saying this because... So there was a video posted by an Oregon player. I wish I could remember her name. I'm sorry I can't. But she released footage of what the women's weight room looked like compared to the men. Now, men... The men had, like, this nice, like, absorb... I mean, it was, it was big. Like, they had a legit weight room. You're like, wow. It looked like... It looks like like Planet Fitness, like like it looked like somebody did a quick remodeling of Planet Fitness and made a weight room. It was pretty impressive. Meanwhile, the girls look like somebody had like 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 they had some P Pinterest Etsy version of you know what I mean, like a, you know of a weight room. Look like somebody did like a uh, look like somebody. This is like watched like a, a YouTube tutorial about how to how to make a quick home gym. Cause that's what it looked like. It looked like somebody's home gym. Like from like the eighties, nineties, like a Richard Simmons gym, small. Like I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. And then, then then more footage came out as far as like, uh, of like the swag bag. You know, people don't know what a swag bag is. Pretty much like, anytime you go to an event, and as part of the event, they'll give you stuff like a goodies bag or whatever. You know, they may give you a bottle or a drawstring bag. You know, the they don't get the generic stuff, keychains, all that kind of stuff. The guys have like this nice spread. I mean, like the spread for the guys is like amazing. Like, I'm, I was looking at the bed and I couldn't even tell if like the sheets got changed. And I had like NCAA sheets. I was like, wow. The girls got like, all right, you ever like forgot it was somebody's birthday? And like, somebody's like, hey, you know, so and so birthday, right? Oh my God, I forgot. And you ask the person, hey, I forgot. What should I get them? And like, man, we'll just go into Family Dollar real quick and get them a card. Write your name in on the way here and buy like a gift card and give it to them. That's what they guess is like. It's like somebody went into like their local um, Walgreens or CVS, just threw some stuff in a bag. Maybe they went to a five below or whatever. You know, I went to a dollar store or whatever. Threw some stuff in a bag and gave it to the girls. Like here, here's your here's your swag bag. It was it was a it was just crazy and it once again brought up the debate, right? The, the never-ending debate about the differences between women and men's sports, right? And the number one argument that people make, and I make this from time to time, I'm not going to be a hypocrite, is the money aspect, right? The incidentally spends money on the players and the guys because they generate that type of, they're, like, they're going to get more money from the guys than they are the girls. Um, now... I can't deny, confirm that. I would, I, I would, because to me, I would think the NCAA tournaments for both the men and the women are the great equalizers. Like, it's a tournament style. People like tournaments. Um, but it's always the money. It's always the guys don't generate more money, so they get better stuff. 
and on faith on, on face value that kind of makes sense right if you if you bring in more money than somebody else you're going to get treated a lot better and get a lot more breaks than uh somebody else who brings in less but to me this is not what this is about right to me setting up a, the NCAA has more than enough money to give the girls a quality workout space that has nothing to do with generating funds. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you got to, because here's the thing about stuff as well that people don't realize is in order for stuff to make money, it's like, it's like a business, right? In order for most businesses that took off that succeeded, believe it or not, most of them started off in debt, right? But, but the, you got, but in order for them to succeed, you got to put money and rewards, resources and time and effort into it. A sports is no different, right? In order for sports to grow, money has to be pumped into it. Even if you feel like it's going to be a loss, you're hoping it for a net gain in the future. Like, all right, I'm putting this money in now, knowing I'm going to get nothing back, but I'm hoping 10 or 20 years from now, I'll reap the benefits of, you know what I mean, of what I'm sowing now. It's the same way. If the NCAA keeps treating the women's sports like it's second class or like it's not good, or if it's not like if it's not on the tier of men, that's how people are gonna view it. You know what I mean? Like it's like 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 if you if you if you if it looks like that, then it's like well whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like well well if, if you don't if the MCW ain't presenting it to you like it's the best thing since sliced bread, it's not gonna be seen as the best thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta actually let people know. Like you gotta put you gotta like let people know like. Hey, women's sports is cool. Look at it. Like, look at these athletes. Look at them. Look how great they are. Look how majestic they are. Look how strong they are. Like, you got to present it to people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be like, here they are. Here's the women. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like a broadcaster, right? Like, the good broadcasters, the, like, you would, you would never be asked to do a game if this is how you go. And he passes it to left. And he passes it to right. And he hikes the ball. And touchdown. Woo. Like, no one cares. That's not getting somebody excited. You got to be, and, and, and you know, Jordan passes it to Pippen. Pippen passes it to Jordan. And Jordan goes up. What a spectacular move. Like, that's how you got to be about, like, a sport. That's how, uh, and this goes for the NCAA with women's sports. It goes for the WNBA. It goes for women's soccer, women's soccer. Any type of sports like that, right? You got to present it to people in a way that it looks like it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? If you present it to people like it's a big deal, people will treat it as a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And and I think and and and, and I think that's the way people got to view sports, right? When you're starting up a league, when you're starting up like when you're trying to get revenue from a certain area, you got to invest in that. You can't just hope that it's just you know, it just like comes along. You can't just, you can't. You have to put some effort into it. No disrespect to the NCAA, but in, in my opinion, the NCAA really, for women, didn't really start getting a bit more time to like shine. To like, it started to me in the mid-2000s, right? We had Diana Taurasi's run with UConn. You had Candace Parker's run with Tennessee. People started looking like, oh, wow, okay, these girls, they legit. I mean, they, they really, really good. And then it kind of it kind of get further as you had like Maya Moore's running UConn, Skylar Diggins running Notre Dame, um, you had you know Brittany Griner's running Baylor, 
like Atlanta Dallas Dines, Ryan in Delaware. Like you keep, you know what I mean? Like you, it keeps elevating, you know, it keeps elevating. And uh, so that's where we're at now. But to me, I think it's lazy argument to say the reason why the um, the women's tournament or women don't get the women in sports don't get treated as 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 guys the guys is because they don't generate as much money. It's like, well, somebody has to give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody has to be like, all right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna pump some money into it. I'm gonna give commercials and I'm gonna do everything in my power to say. To put, to expose them. To put, like, to me, you know what's funny? I know the, I, you know how the, if I'm the NCAA, this is what this could do. You know how guys be like, you know, we don't get paid for our likeness and all that kind of stuff. I bet you the women would be like, would be okay with that. Like, hey, we're going to have commercials with, all our commercials are going to have girls in it. All of our, you know what I'm saying? Like, jerseys, we're going to, we're going to promote the women. The guys want to, you know, they want to pay them to hell with them. Girls, y'all are trying to take the stage. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's how it has to be approached. Like, women's sports needs to have more investment in it. It needs to have, people needs to start, like, giving it a chance. You know what I mean? Like, like you need to present it like you're presenting the women's, t- like, the men's game. You know what I mean? They need to have primetime slides. They need to have primetime players and PTPs, right? They need to have all the bells and whistles and stuff like that. They don't right now, right? The only thing that's been keeping women's sports, at least the NCAA basketball sport, is just honestly just the players themselves. Like you get a you get a player here, you get a player there that kind of comes out with some hoopla. You know, oh wow, okay, who is this? But to say, um, the NCAA has done a piss poor job of to me promoting and investing in uh, women's college uh, sports. And this prime example of the weight room. I mean, that was, that was a piss-poor weight room. I'm be honest with you guys. I mean, it looked like a prison-style weight room. Like, they just they just threw it together. Like, all right, I heard some weights. Here's some dumbbells we got from Walmart. So, let me take the tag off that for you. I'm sorry about that. You know what I mean? Like, it looked like it was. It looked like a home gym. I couldn't believe it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's crazy. But um, I don't know y'all sick of hearing me ramble. I'm sick of hearing me ramble, too. So, uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Bryce Odin. You can follow me on Instagram at Bryce SFHM Podcast. Like I said, we'll be back next week at full strength. Um, we got some stuff coming up uh, in hopefully the next couple of months. You know what I mean? As far as like you know our podcast and transitioning to a uh, you know YouTube and whatnot. So look out, be on the lookout for that. But uh, that's all, that's all I gotta say to y'all today because I'm sick of talking to y'all. I'm really out. Your boy is out. Peace. <laughs>